Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to six figures plus, powered only by daydreams and grit, I realized I was burning out and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the backseat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul, and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Serechia, and this is The Field Guide to Awesome. Welcome back to The Field Guide to Awesome, folks. In last week's episode, I spoke about the secret core of why you aren't getting what you want, including those 5K plus months in your coaching business. It was a powerful episode, so if you missed it, make sure to go back and check it out. But don't go yet, folks. My next guest is Philip Hicks, International Trauma-Informed Process Coach and Facilitator of Trauma-Informed Training for Coaches called The Coach Approach. Join me in welcoming back Philip Hicks. Hi, Philip. Thank you so much for coming back. I'm so excited to have you back on the show. Absolute pleasure to be here. It was so much fun last time. Philip, I am so glad you came back. We had so much to talk about during the first episode uh, I had with you, the first interview. I wanted to talk more about how trauma can be used in coaching, trauma work, why trauma work is so important, and a little bit more about your experiences with trauma and why you started coaching in the first place. Um, How cool are you with that? That sounds amazing. So awesome. in the, where coaching can come into trauma work is that trauma is about experiences that we've had in the past. And for trauma where we're still stuck in that trauma and it's, it's paralyzing, that is definitely the realm for a therapist. So ethically, got to put that out there because mm. a lot of the times there will be coaches that do trauma work that should not do trauma work. Where trauma work and coaching come in is the forward moving bit. So once someone's got unstuck from the initial trauma, so perhaps it's bereavement, that every time that bereavement comes up, they feel completely paralyzed. That's working with a therapist. Once they are able now to talk about it, and they're talking about, well, by processing this trauma, I want to be able to have a deeper connection with the people that are still alive in my life, maybe my partner, my kids. That's where the coaching comes in because then you're building in the positive reinforcement and strength-based stuff that means that when that feeling of triggering comes in, you've now got grounding techniques that go, oh, okay, This is just my mind telling me about this trauma. It also Mm. means that when those things come up, we can look at them as packets of information, which is all that our emotions are, are packets of information. And when we see them like that, it's like, oh, there's information in here. Let Let me see what this information is. Because I know for myself, like with my own trauma, I felt like 
I was going on this conveyor belt of this thing kept coming up again. I'm like, I thought I dealt with this. I thought I was over this. This is the classic, when do I get over it question? You don't. Yes. It's right. you, your relationship to it changes. And I had an amazingly powerful coaching call with uh, a coach that worked with me. And she reframed it as, if you see your emotions as packets of information, and when the same thing comes back, like say the sadness comes back, take the inquiry of what's the piece of information in there. Because it comes back because it's got something else to tell you that you couldn't see the first time. It's like reading a book. The first time you read the book, you get 30% of the information. The second time you get new information, you're like, oh, I completely forgot about that part of the book. Same thing. And so it just creates this new relationship with it. I love that. I think it's so interesting. What that made me think of was we are not our thoughts. We think our thoughts. Absolutely. We are not our traumatic experience. The experience itself was traumatic and how we react to it mm -hmm. can change. hundred percent. hundred percent. And it's that by that subtle but significant difference, means that it doesn't define who we are mm. when we live our lives defined by our traumas we then live out of sync with who we really are and that builds that sadness and longing for more like if people follow careers because their mind says well this is something i should do because of this traumatic experience everybody on the outside goes, wow, that's such an incredible thing that you do. And that's such a great reason to do it. But if the person actually is more passionate about something else and they're not living that passion and they're not having that connection for all the success they have in their job that they, they do because of this trauma, they never get that feeling of fulfillment. And that mm. feeling of fulfillment is what keeps the cup, tops the cup up and stops it getting empty. I love that. It's so interesting. And I think it's so appropriate to have you on the show to talk about this, even though my show is focused mostly towards entrepreneurs and coaches. Because when you think about your business, your business is an entity of its own, but it's also an extension of you. Absolutely. And your business has so much in the way of possibility, so much in the way of growth, so much in the way of being able to service and serve customers, so much in the way of wealth and allowing you to have freedom. The possibilities are there. But what if we're held back by a small fear that we were traumatized with? And we can't be visible. We can't speak authentically, truly about what we are passionate about, what we're passionate about creating. That's where working with either a combination of a therapist and a coach or working with a coach on peeling back why, yes. why and where that started. Because 
we, we, we've been sold this idea that we should muscle through and mm. muscling through, or we should reprogram and we'll go, right. Well, if I, if I CBT my way through this, then it will be great. The mind might move forward, but the memory will still be there. And yeah. it takes the tiniest of triggers to bring back that feeling of helplessness, that fear. When you create that new relationship with it, where fear suddenly doesn't take over your life, fear is just like, oh, hello, right? Okay, <laughs> didn't expect that. It, it's like the difference between being in a storm and seeing the storm coming. If you see the storm coming, you're like, oh, okay, right. What do I need to do? Because the storm's coming. Band down the hatches, put the boards up. Great. You're now safe. So when the storm comes through, which it's going to do anyway, whether you're prepared or not, you're now ready to weather it. Versus you don't pay any attention to what's out there. You go, oh my, I'm going to be overtaken by a storm. And you get caught off guard. Then you get thrown into this complete tailspin of, oh, what just happened? And it's, it's so much more paralyzing. I love that story because when we experience fear, trauma, our limiting beliefs, it turns us inward to protect. Yeah. When growth happens outside of us, it happens by looking outward and dealing with the situation as it truly is and not as we fear it to be. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that I have partnered with somebody to offer the training, the coach specific trauma training is that this is coming up in the coaching field even more than it ever has before. And yes. while you don't have to be a coach like myself, where I focus specifically on trauma and process work, it is going to show up in every area of the coaching world because yes. everything's got magnified. COVID, COVID just stuck a giant magnifying glass over our lives and said, right, okay, you complained you were too busy before and you didn't have time to think about this stuff. Everybody's at home now and now yes. they can't escape it. And because they can't escape it, they don't know what to do with it. And so this training is designed to help coaches give practical ways of helping clients understand the trauma, understand the physiological responses, because it's completely natural, it's completely normal, and everybody experiences it. And nobody, yes. nobody gets to go through life without experiencing it. It's the trauma that gives us some perspective on the rest of our lives of the good and the not so good. Um, and so practical ways that you can physically explain, oh, okay, this is just my body doing what it's supposed to do. It takes back the power from that fear as this is normal. I'm not broken. Mm. Because some people, this is the first time that they've actually been forced to sit with i feel broken i don't know what to do because they just busied the, every time this has happened in the past they've distracted themselves by things 
big physical yes. things, being busy. You, we don't have that choice right now. And yeah, so, it brings up like resistance to um, looking inward, where into the painful place, yeah. and trying to move forward without resolving that, and then trying to self-soothe with avoidance activities when those avoidance activities aren't inherently good or bad; they just are. Um, they might bring pleasure, but if you're still suffering the trauma experience, if you're still suffering those limiting beliefs, or if you're still avoiding something that's still hanging over your head in the background and that pleasurable experience loses some of its pleasurableness and mm -hmm. the stress yeah. and anxiety and everything is still on the other side of that. And so I absolutely love what you have to say. And especially in that realm, because offline we talked briefly about um, doing trauma work has a direct impact on business growth how business growth comes down to a mindset and actions which have been heavily influenced by past experiences. You know, and if you don't do that trauma work to move past them, then you're, in your words, like a salmon trying to swim up river. You, you can swim up river, but you're going to die at the end. <laughs> Absolutely. hundred percent. And you can see it so much in business where managers haven't done trauma work because when you when you work and you understand trauma then you become a fantastic manager because you can look at your employees as humans mm. and you you get curious about trying to understand like why is this person doing this why are they not turning up in full presence why are they um, doing things that sabotage their progress in the company Instead, it's like, oh, we just got to keep pushing through. It's more training. It's more, um, it's more like hard, hard action with them and being more disciplined with them. And it's like, no, it's actually get curious, be gentle, explore more. Because once people feel safe, what they'll start telling you opens up a whole different world. It's like, it's no good if somebody's um, love languages is a classic example, mm. if somebody's love language is gifts and that's the way that they fit their primary love language is a gift, well, perhaps you introduce into the team a, an incentive that comes with a physical gift. If somebody else's love language is say words of affirmation is taking the time to compliment the person when they do good work, not just when they do bad, because otherwise it feeds, feeds the fear, yes. the small, the play small. And it's like that coach, that's where coaching steps in is that it's about positive reinforcement, not blinkering to problems. It's about positive reinforcement of things that people are doing well. So it gives the safety on which they can go and do the stuff on the things that are more uncomfortable. Yes, exactly. I think that is just, it's so important. Positive reinforcement without ignoring what needs to be fixed. Saying, hey, look, this is great when you do that. So you build the energy and you build the internal shift of, hey, this is what it feels like to do good, to make the Absolutely. right move, to be visible, 
this feels amazing and have that take over from, oh, I have to avoid this. Otherwise I will feel pain. I will feel discomfort. My boss will, my boss, my boss will berate me again. And so you, you, you stifle creativity when people are in fear because the brain's just trying to survive, not bringing on the, the frontal cortex of the brain, which gets shut down when we're scared, which is where all our creativity lives. And so when people feel safe, it's, yeah, so important. Philip, this has been another incredible interview and such an awesome conversation. I know I'm going to be inviting you back Fantastic. at another time. Um, but before I let you go, I wanted to ask you, what, what big things are you looking forward to achieve over the next 12 to 24 months? So for me, a big goal is uh, building up the number of coaches that have been coached in safe, trauma-informed practices so that they, when it shows up in their practice, can facilitate clients in in safe ways that for me is an absolute milestone of a goal um because i think there's so little of it out there that Mm. there are so many coaches that would just benefit for themselves just understanding their own trauma exactly and i i love you brought it up in our first interview and i love how you mentioned it again because it lets me know that ethics are and at the top of your attention as well, because as coaches, uh, as entrepreneurs, we're meant to work in ethical ways Absolutely. and not to step outside, even though we see something that we can fix or that we want to fix, we need to make sure that we're acting in an ethical way. Uh, and I've seen trauma coaches, pop up all over the place. Um, And I I think this is a huge, huge issue that people are aware of. But what I haven't seen a lot of and what I'm excited to see in what you're creating is ethical tools, ethical education, so that people can act in ways that truly serve their clients. Absolutely, 100%. At the end of the day, regardless of whether we're helping people move forward or with therapy or people who are therapists or managers, we're working with real human beings and real life. And ethics is not about stifling what we can do. It's about enhancing what we can do in safe ways that protects both the recipient and the person delivering. Because I know for me, if I feel like something's unethical, I feel very strongly about trying to avoid it. Yes. And so safety yes. and ethics is like the absolute foundation of what I do. And what yeah, I'm we're not doctors do. and doctors, yeah. doctors, you know, do no harm. But as coaches, as entrepreneurs, as people trying to transform the world, create legacies, our role is to create and uplift and to allow people to create the lives that they love. It's yeah. to do no harm. 
Absolutely. And as the barrier to entry for calling yourself a coach is absolutely zero because anybody can do it. It is our yes. own morals and ethical standpoint that we need to be standing up for and saying, yes, I can do this without X, Y, and Z, but I choose to do it with, because I'm in higher service of the people that I yes. work. Yes. Philip, again, this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm going to be sharing in the show notes of how people can contact you and work with you. And Philip, you have a program coming up, don't you? Yes, I do. What is the name of that program? So it's called The Coach Approach, Trauma-Informed Training, The Coach Approach. And tickets are available on Eventbrite. Uh, it's a web-based training. And it's one day, uh, 120 Canadian dollars for the day. And myself and my partner, Trish Walsh, who is a registered therapeutic counselor, will be delivering that training to, to help build on what the skills that coaches already have. That is brilliant. That is, listeners, I'm going to put that link in the show notes for you too. That is an incredible opportunity. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Philip. Thank you so much, Trina. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. In my next episode, I talk about transforming your universal constant. When to lean into the heat and when to burn it all down. It's a powerful episode, folks. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. Hey, thanks for listening. I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me and multiply your impact is to please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and help me reach other heart-centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs like you. I also have a special invitation to share with you. If you are a coach who wants to identify your self-worth, break through limiting beliefs, and overcome energetic blocks to scale to consistent 5K plus months, I invite you to book a call with me. We'll have an intimate conversation about you, your business, and what's holding you back from scaling to consistent 5K plus months in your coaching business. If you still need more help at the end of the call, and it makes sense to both of us, we'll talk about what it would look like to work together. If this sounds good to you, click the Book Trina link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for next week. And remember, be awesome.